And we're back live again. Bang, yes. Bang. It's been a little, it's been a week or two or a little bit. It's a little tricky around the holiday times, you know, trying to get together here and there, especially with Jeff going down the day down to Washington to uh, Washington, D.C. to live with his girlfriend for the, you know. Foreseeable future. Foreseeable future. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you, You're Jeffrey. Welcome. <laughs> yes. This was I because I yeah. texted because I genuinely didn't know if you were going to be able to get on today because I texted you. The question was legit, even though whenever I ask you a question, you never really know if it's going to be a joking question or an actual joke. I, I never know. My that, question because I, I always start out times like, out of ten. I say yes, Dwight. Yes, um, but it was a legit question. Like I, I wasn't sure if you were leaving tonight or tomorrow, and then on that I was like. If he isn't leaving tonight, I assume that meant he was probably going to be packing his stuff tonight. Does that mean he's just going to be doing I'm that? And... Pretty much all, all the way packed. Uh, right, but it's just know, honestly, you get what I was, stuff you, in my car. Yeah, you get what I, nah, nah. I was thinking. There's like I, I wasn't really yeah. sure what your mindset was there. Saw so your yeah. last night with your family. I wasn't sure with that. Um, but I, come on, I, I gotta get some hockey talk. Yeah, we come have on. to. There's been, there's actually been a good. There's amount. been a good amount. Mm-hmm. But actually, um, sorry, before we even get into that. There's something I did tweet out earlier on our uh, podcast page, and I posted on our yes. Instagram page as well. And that, and I got this email literally this morning at like ten or so, and I had to look really? I the on our uh, podcast uh, email account, and it really I was like, oh, because I did this a while ago just to get try to get the podcast on Pandora, but that's yeah. the thing. We are now on uh, Pandora. Uh, if you want to listen to us, I if you want to know more, just our just look on our Twitter, Instagram pages at WQ Podcast, or just look Wimmer Quick Podcast. It generally, there's a, I don't think there's anything else podcast wise that we're not on. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We're out As there. you can tell by my hat, is around Christmas time for those who celebrate. So, very excited. I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought we were just cold. It's hockey time, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Are, are, is that coming with you when you go down to DC? So there are, I got permission as long as it's frames, I can bring it down. Mm-hmm. So I got okay. some things. I was going to um, say, this is going to be one of the last podcasts with a lot of memorabilia behind you. I am on. bringing my gritty ornament to DC and it, he will be on the tree. You have to bring him. Of course. Yes. Best Christmas ornament ever. But anyways, back to the NHL itself and actual hockey, which is this podcast is going to be on, is yep. going to be about. Um, there, there's a decent amount around the yes. league. Uh, uh, got another, some flyers talk later. Another kind of uh, scary kind of situation yeah. with the player. Um, again, it's actually two you can really argue. One's an injury. The other one, well, I guess they're both kind of injuries. Talking about Steen retiring. Yeah. And, oh, uh, my God. Peter I Conquist. completely forgot about Steen. Yeah. So let's talk about Alexander Steen first. Uh, he had to retire after um, news broke about uh, the fact that he has to retire due to a back injury. Mm-hmm. So um, honestly, that's uh, you know heartbreaking news there because I'm not gonna lie, he is a very durable player. So I really felt like he would have been able to play at least another three seasons. He's 36, mind you, but the way again the way he was playing everything. I think he had what it take. Like literally, he played fifty-five games this past year. That's pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. Literally. Um, but anyway, so he you know went out on top as a Stanley Cup champion uh, the other year, two years ago. Uh, but all in all, he uh, had a heck of a career. Um, 
He, he did, career he, games, he played 1,018 games, 245 goals, 377 assists, 622 points together. Here's a fun fact. He spent his first four se- three and a half seasons actually as a Toronto Maple Leaf. Even funnier, he is a throw-in player in a massive trade uh, way back when. And uh, look how much how, how long he played for. Uh, unbelievable career for Alexander Steen. Mm-hmm. He's uh, uh, honestly a personal fan favorite of mine. Uh, I, I love love watching him play. Glad he got a chance to win a cup finally yes. with the Blues in 2019. Um, he, his presence will be greatly missed on oh, the um, lineup. So huge news there for St. Louis. They're going to have to find someone else to yeah, really fill in that get top nine, if not bottom six role. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into that more when you actually break down the blues, but that's another. They just lost your captain. There's, yeah. You're, there's your alternate and, and you know, their captain. And also, yeah. you can't also not mention Fadi Machurisenko, too, who is not, who has yes. been hurt for a while. Um, I, um, I uh, again, I've been seeing some tweets here and there about Vladimir Tarasenko. I think he'll hopefully be ready for the season. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, yes. Again, good news is it seems like things are ramping up and. There could be January 13th, either start or training yeah. camp, one of those. Um, so that's that. The other news, as Mike mentioned, Henrik Lundqvist. Heartbreaking news here. He had a uh, made a post on social media the other day, uh, yesterday, actually, at 1 p.m. Some tough news I need to share with you all. And then the post below, quote, it breaks my heart, literally, to share this news. I will not be joining the Capitals this upcoming season. After many weeks of tests and conversations with specialists around the country, it's been determined that a heart condition will prevent me from taking the ice. Together, we've decided that the risk of playing before remediating uh, in my condition is too high. Uh, so I will spend the coming months figuring out the best course of action. For the past two months, I've been so inspired by the opportunity to play in D.C. and commitment to my, and committed to my game, spending every day at the rink to prepare for the upcoming season. The news was very difficult to process, but after the last test result earlier this week, we knew there was only one way to go from here. I want to thank the entire Capitals organization for not only giving me this opportunity, but also for their support throughout this challenging time. I'll take the next few weeks to be with my family, and I'll be back to share the next steps. Signed, Henrik Lundqvist. And he was a he, uh, so many people reach out to him, other teams, other players, Obviously, including Alexander yeah. Ovechkin, of, of course. But that just gives us a show how incredible this sport is is and I, I truly think he's the best sport um there there ever will be uh, i'm in, still in yeah hockey. i'm with you on that one i think it's the best when the league is run well i think it's the best run league best league absolutely it's the best sport the the players are so supportive of each other uh put mm-hmm. the they you know, again look at so many great rivalries on the ice but off the ice you that, know no it's, it's it it's, also started. it's life I don't even know when that tradition started with just the shake the hands at the end of playoff series. That's that started a really very, see. very long time ago, and that is my hands down my all time favorite tradition ever. Yeah. Uh, like other sports no, have that too, where they'll like do handshakes like a game. Like I know at, do something, every yeah. football game, there's like hand like me at the middle yeah. of the field do that. But there's something different at the end of a series when you do that versus like say you, you see the you emotion, start, you, you see the emotion like the again, like or anything. Yep. You just see even in these moments of even back in the early days for the NHL or like the mid like seventies, eighties, nineties, those really gritty years, and that even in these rough moments rough rivalries rough series yep. at the end of the day it's just a game 
And at the end of that, it's just you show respect for one another at the end of that. Obviously, there's you can I'm sure you can rattle off. I can't at the top of my head, but you can obviously rattle off rivalries of players who had it off the ice, too. But at the end of the day, that's very few compared to this, because for the longest time. Hendrick Lundqvist was the biggest headache to any team in the East. Besides Martin Brodeur, it was Henrik Lundqvist as yeah. the biggest headache in net for the past uh, outside of the ten last, years. I was going to say outside of the at last least three or four years, maybe a little more. You you have to say he's not wasn't if not the best top three netminders. Oh, yeah. No, of absolutely. His, of his, I was going to say his generation, but his time is yeah, era. but. Oh, absolutely, one thousand percent, and and literally, like I, I was saying, the last ten years, he has just been all around solid goaltender for the New York. It's Rangers. another one of those stories. We we have that good thing with Steen winning the cup. Unfortunately, with Lundqvist, he never got it. No, he's been to the finals only one time in his career, and the Rangers fell short in twenty fourteen against the Kings in five. Sorry, Hank, it, but I, I don't mind yeah, that. So it, it, it's it's one of those things, just like with the Capitals, where I did not did not like the fact that they won, but I was more happy for Ovi more than anything. Yeah, the Rangers won. I would have been happy for Hank and only Hank. Yeah, I'm also um, weird in know. that sense. I guess more so as I've grown to like the sport mm-hmm. more than just be a fan of the Flyers. The team, yeah, uh, and that sort of like for football too because i know everyone hates tom brady and i like yep. tom brady i'm one of the few that actually likes him i don't care that he's one i get that's the whole reason why they don't like him there's there's rivals that there's players on the team like okay i don't mind him no for sure there, 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 there's the capitals henrik lundquist was yeah. my f- one of i hate to admit it but he was one of my favorites to just watch play and, 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 and oh absolutely oh he was and, the and, biggest and, headache ever and that's and that just that cup run they had the oh, Flyers couldn't put me. anything past them at all literally that final game game 82 2010 nothing was going by them and a lucky matt carl rebound was happened to go in on a backhand and there you go but uh, again watching him all those years it was great admiration and I was very lucky as a fan at a pretty young age going to Flyers games. A lot of the times I saw a netminder was Henrik Lundqvist. I was so grateful Especially the fact for that I got him to, see to be him play able live to several to, times. To do it with the Rangers too, who have a pretty good history of finding netminders, and still to that sense. I mean, the jury's still Gorgiev, out. Gorgiev, and they also have Shesterkin. Obviously, they're, they're pretty they're set. still young, but they're the jury's still on their careers. But to be in New York City for his whole career where we've seen guys, big name free agents at times crumble being in a big city like that. Kevin Shattenkirk. Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel. I forgot about you. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, don't know why not. I have nothing against them. It's just for whatever reason, when they're put in that stage, mm-hmm. they just didn't live up to the expectations. And the best yeah, part about it guys. is I like them as players, but. He was Swedish. He wasn't even Canadian. He wasn't American. I know that's he the was best Swedish. part. Dude, Swedish players, and that's are where the you best. think being in a big city like that, maybe that would determine a bit. But no, he thrived on it. I feel like oh at my times, God. literally, it, it, I feel like he welcomed that challenge right, right from the beginning. He welcomed that, and and uh, he actually had learned. He was uh, sitting behind Kevin Weeks, uh, NHL Network analyst, uh, who was a former New York Rangers uh, netminder as well, and. Um, he got to you know learn from him and get mentored by a weeks and that, that's pretty cool and but ever since you know then 
King Henrik had, you know, took the reins yeah. easily and boy, he was a headache, but you know, it's going to be very strange. Unfortunately, this might to... be something that knocks him out for his career. He is 38. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so, and, and again, it's very, uh, you know, it's reality, reality setting in and mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate it when a player recognizes saying, mm-hmm. Hey, like, you know, okay. I think enough is enough. I got to think of my health first rather than keep pushing myself to the limit. That's Some players definitely like more of a... Oso, mm-hmm. who's still pushing himself to the absolute limit. That's extremely risky. And it's, it's making me worried for a player like him, but for you know, agree, when something but... big comes up like this for Heinrich Lundqvist, you know, he's doing the right thing. He's taking this season off. Nothing wrong with that. And Hey, if the doctors clear him and he's feels okay enough to play, so be it. That's yeah. fine. But if he says, okay, I, maybe this is a bad idea. I don't want to put my risk at the health at risk and wants to you know, call quits. I mean, he's not leaving anything off the table. Well, he's, he, he's, again, he played his heart and soul out every single night. Um, it's going to be strange. Absolutely going to go into the Hall him. of Fame. So. Oh, 1000%. First ballot Hall of Famer. Um, he is uh, one of my all time favorite goalies to, to mm-hmm. watch. Um, I, I I will always, you know, be a fan of, of Henrik Lundqvist, and yeah. he'll be greatly missed in our in our league of hockey. But going back to your point, just for a second, with uh, sure. Kyle Ocposo, and just, yes. I feel like sometimes it's harder for. I feel like I don't know this obviously because I'm not yeah. a professional athlete. I don't know that, but it's hard. I feel like it depends on different people's mindsets of when, especially when you get that late in your career. Yeah. When is it a good time to lace? put up the laces, put up the skates and just retire. It seems it's definitely a more recent kind of development. You see players say before they're like completely kind of not useless, but in their elder ages of older Mm -hmm. ages of playing in the league of calling it quits or like, okay, I want to try to win one more and then let's call quits. But you definitely see it. Uh, but there maybe Buffalo's probably done. Rick Nash, mm. obviously, he's been done actually. Rick Nash, yeah. yeah, no, I'm just saying he was just another one. Oh, it gotcha. seems like it was almost like a surprise to people that he just undone, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it wasn't even it was like a concussion, if I'm not mistaken. Again, that's just the opposite of Kyle Poso at the moment, but Poso probably still has that light, like. I still want to play. I still have that. I love hockey. But I still again, want to go it's, out it's there. hard to believe, especially with all he's been through. He even sure. wrote about his hard times on uh, player the playerstribute.com about his hard journey. And the fact that he's still playing greatly worries me for a player of his health. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I'm sure his, you know, family and friends um, you know, are very worried as well. But the fact that he continues to throw his body out there on the ice. I respect him. The benefit he has. Time, the benefit he has. That he's he's literally throwing his health all online just to continue playing hockey. Yeah, the benefit he has is more recently, not so much the physicality has gone down, but compared to say just ten years ago, when he was still playing. Yeah, there's not as much of the quote unquote rough stuff. There is. It's still there. It's just not as. Prevalent. But it's less, which yeah, is. Good. You'll have good. a blindside hit every once in a while, a bad hit here and there, yeah. but it's definitely not as much as it is. Yeah, which I'm um, very happy about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so, anyways, again, those some, are just... some bad, some sad news there for for yeah. and and Hank and um, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, there's always you know uh, yes. positive things to look at, and uh, they both had a, a hell of a career each of them, and 
Uh, congratulations to Steen on a, a great career. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't want his career to end uh, like it had. Jeff, why didn't you tell me this? Justin Bailey what? signed in Van- Vancouver. When did this oh, happen? Oh, I, I, I did see. I completely forgot about that. Don't worry. He'll, that he'll happened down. That happened yesterday. Uh, I you never I told saw, me this. I, I saw it earlier today, and I, I briefly looked. I'm like, <laughs> he'll be up and down in the minors. Okay, yeah. I completely forgot. That's but something actually of uh, outside of teams, you know, signing minor leaguers or entry level guys like the Flyers did today. Um, Anthony DeClaire, he found a new home in yes. Florida. Yeah, it's some, um, hey, good for him. Uh, honestly, I'm surprised it took this long for someone to sign him. Same. And still, uh, it was still a one too. year, 1.7 mil mm-hmm. contract. I don't think honestly, I, Florida I, is, I think Florida is going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, I've been, I, again, you know me, you've, I've been saying this for at least two years now, at least since we started this podcast, mm-hmm. that I've been quietly a fan of the, Florida Panthers. Again, mostly because a lot of the guys are not. I know it's. A, I know you think it's just because of Philadelphia thing, rooting for the underdog, but they do have the underdog. Nobody knows. They they're great players and very underrated. Underrated, yeah, or underappreciated and, and underappreciated. And that they're, they're um, still. They're, oh, don't get me wrong. They're definitely still a little ways to go before they're anything kind of. Honestly, I they don't, I can't even describe like what else they're possibly missing. Maybe just defense. That's all I can think of. They're offense. Uh, absolutely, to defense. Bottom. It's it's Bob. It, a lot of it's on Bob. <sighs> yeah, and the other thing I was gonna say, um, I, I'm excited to see this kid Spencer Knight play at some point. Mm-hmm. If he gets a chance with them, yeah. Hey, honestly, my prediction is Bobrovsky is not going to last the rest of that seven-year deal. I, think I don't either, most, but they, he's they gr- are doing – He's going to be there for four years. I think they're doing it By that well. time, Spencer Knight will be in the NHL, ready to take the range from Bobrovsky, and Spencer Knight oh, will surprised. then be the starting goalie. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all, but my thinking is – because I actually think they're doing a pretty good job about this because they brought in a lot of – coaches ambassadors yeah. or whatever for goaltending. they've done they brought, a lot of good stuff they brought roberto Luongo back in just in that role and a bunch of other people i'm assuming for Bobrovsky's sense just to mm. get more people around him get I, I don't know if it's a confidence issue or what but i don't know what's happening with him the past couple of years it's what's it's uh it's weird but again there's a lot of good here they're missing depth i'll admit anthony declares a good uh, yeah. a good signing in that he's not going to cost you much except for he is an RFA, so you would have to deal with yeah. that headache. And you still have a good amount of cash space left. I'm sure they're on a fixed budget like a lot of these teams are just because of money issues. They sure. They brought in good issues, you know, he'll, and Hornquist, so they absolutely, at that point, will not be a team that will get And they get got rid around. of a headache in Mackenzie Weger, so that's a huge did, step. Yes. Mr. Penalty Minutes. Yes. Uh, they uh, anyways, great, we, like, we got a little ways to go and, before we actually talk about them. But yeah. that is, I think, but that is a, right I, now as a depth player, I think that's pretty good. Anthony to declare. Yeah. Top, I actually want to see his stats before I say that. He, he he put up some good numbers for Ottawa. Not gonna lie, he put up some very he good numbers. His, he, he's his, one of those. He would have put up a career high if the season would have gone. Um, yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Cool. Yeah, all the year last year for the same. 40 points in 66 games. His most ever was his first year in uh, Arizona in 15-16, where he put up 44 and 81. Uh, that year, he had 20 goals, 24 assists. Uh, he did put up a career high in goals this year, 23 goals yeah. and 17 assists. You know, he, he, uh, he, again, he, he had a solid, solid year all around. And, uh, hey, question, again, Jeff. he's always quick been a trivia, good player. Of my quick life. trivia. You gave me a trivia one with the office earlier, and I failed on it. Um, without looking, how many teams has Anthony DeClaire played for? I was waiting for that question. All right, so he's played for the New York Rangers, Ottawa Senators, Columbus Blue Jackets, not including Florida yet. Um, all right, so that's three right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, so Ottawa, the Rangers, Columbus. Mm-hmm. Oh God. He, I know he's jumped around quite a bit. He has. Oh my God. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm going to say no to Edmonton. Correct. Correct. Okay, just want to make sure. I, I had a feeling he did not play there because I feel like a lot of people will jump around and go there. Um, no, no, definitely not there. I'm trying to think of where. Oh, no. Uh, oh, Arizona. That's four. Yes. That's where he spent most um, of his career. Yes, that's right. Um, I also, oh, also, Jeff, if you would have thought, literally a second ago, I mentioned where he had his career high. I, that's just talking about Arizona. I mentioned I, Arizona before. I literally blanked that out completely. <laughs> so, um, you got one. I more. don't think he was in he, Buffalo. I'll say this, Jeff. He only. I played, got fourteen. He only played twenty-three games in the city. Yikes! You would think the Rangers, but I already said that. Um, he did. He that's where he put the fewest amount of games was with the Rangers. Um, so I got four. Mm-hmm. Oh God. You got one more. Um, oh, well, just one more? Yeah. Oh sweet. Not Calgary, right? Mm-mm. Is it on? All right, this is the only hint I'm requesting. Is it for the team? Uh, you know, alphabetical wise, are they closer to the A side or to the you know W side? Because there's no Z, obviously. A side or just A side? Okay, not Anaheim, right? No. Oh God. I don't know if this is going to be one you're like, oh yeah, or like he played there. I don't know what your reaction is going to be to this. But I feel like to me, I know what my reaction to I know what my reaction. I feel like it's going to be one of those is he played there. Um, man. All right, I'm 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 four out of five so far. That's pretty damn impressive. Um, I want to get this so bad. It's going to piss me off. I won't get it. Damn. 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 Not L. A. No. Okay. Uh, and I, God, I feel like there's another team that I am absolutely just, I, I shouldn't know this, I feel like, but all right. I, I don't want to waste any more time. Let me hear it. Chicago Blackhawks. 
The okay. Arizona Coyotes in 2017. I do remember him on him Chicago to... very, very briefly. Played... I I do remember. I can picture him now. He was in sh- a member of Chicago, very briefly. But I I can I, I remember that actually. Yeah. So he all right. Hey, eight, four, he only four, put five, eight. I'll take yeah, him. He put up eight points on 23 games with Chicago. Damn. Then, I'm not gonna lie. I actually wasn't picturing Chicago at all. I was trying to think like, who else was out there. But hey, four out of five. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. We should have a trivia section for our podcast. Now. I was gonna say yeah. Because Mitch and I do that same thing to each other all the time. Whenever it's like talk yeah. hockey or whatever. What we like, need what, to do still we've, the we, numbers game. The numbers game? Go from one to ninety nine in hockey numbers. Oh yeah, Mitch and I have done that before. We we need to do that. Oh sometime. no, sorry, that was just numbers in general, not hockey numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's numbers in general. I'm saying hockey numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have to do that sometime. We'll have mm-hmm. to set up a, a good time to do that on podcast for fun. Yeah. Um but anyways, right. back to uh, <laughs> let's actually transition. Actually, we're already kind of this far into doing around the league stuff. Uh, let's just kind of finish that off. Then we can get to the uh, our latest team on the uh, our deep dive. But we are getting closer to a start of the season. Um, yes, we just got to dot uh, cross a few T's, dot a few I's. Um, so, I know the fun. The NHL's. I know there's a lot of um, because of the year we're in and everything. You just the money issues is just so huge. But there's a lot of people that were not really a big fan of not really having that financial kind of going yes. back and forth with the NHL and NHLPA. Luckily, it's it wasn't like the so far. It hasn't been like the. Uh, MLBs where it just just dragged on, just dragged on mm. to the point where people were just, can you just play? We just want hockey or baseball. <laughs> sorry, because um, for a second I thought it was about to go that route because it seemed very similar to that. Um, luckily, it seems like we're getting it. Um, and one thing I saw today because the divisions, those divisions that we saw before that we talked about before a couple past podcasts ago, they are happening. There's just been slight changes here and there. We don't have to go get go up against Carolina anymore. Yep. However, we do have to go up against Boston a little more. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I'm excited. I, I oh, I am too. I, I have to. I'm I gotta forward admit, to the Flyers and the Bruins. No, kind no, of reigniting we are the in the, We are in the hardest division. It just got because some of these the other ones that are out there that they might be a little challenging here and there. For a season that keeps jumping back and forth, amount of games take is like fifty some or something. They were talking about for this upcoming season. Um, and yeah, um, do we all- ever uh, break down what the the new divisions could look like? Not the new divisions. We talked about it before when it first came out. Okay, uh, so I think this is what the new ones will look like according to Pierre LeBrun. Uh, this is from not that long earlier. In, uh, I think like last week or two, right? Yeah. So it is. Let me well, bring it up here. Because I, 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 I just want to make sure. If you have it, I was, was going to say, I'm, yeah. sure that, I'm assuming there was a date on there. <laughs> well, no, no. I, it was uh, December 9th. But uh, and I was looking for more specifically the one with like on like what each division is called. So obviously, we'll have an all uh, Canadian division Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. Um, we have Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas. L.A., San Jose, and St. Louis and Vegas. 
Carolina, Columbus, Detroit, Chicago of all teams, um, Florida, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Nashville. That's an interesting division. And then the last but not least, the hardest division, Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, New York, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, Washington. I'm saying right now, teams making playoffs for uh, out, of, out of the Flyers division, Flyers, Boston, Washington is a bit of a stretch, but Washington. And honestly, I think that's it. I think those three I teams can, are going to be the top. Because Columbus is in that central one, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and we can make our predictions. Only because you, we'll make our predictions later on. But uh, I'm, I'm saying in that in that division with uh, Carolina yeah. and Columbus, I'm saying five teams are going to make the playoffs. I can see. It. I don't know how they're doing the playoffs, anyways. That oh, honestly, that's a great question. Who knows? That's but still I, something I'm that they have to though. figure out. Um, also, just because of Canadian stuff or the Canadian how the Canadian health and all that, their whole system is. It, there's definitely a yeah. division, but it seems like there's a chance they're not going to be playing in Canada. Yeah, um, they'll figure out somehow. Um, all right, so that's all we have, I think, for the rental league. The only other yep. thing less, of course, is our deep dive. We got on letter D for Dallas. Yes. The Western Conference champions. Yes, Who saw runner, that coming? The runners-up. Who saw that coming? Did anyone? You? You? I mean, maybe you? I did once. Against Colorado, and that was it. Yeah. I, I but again, always be bragging the, the about fact that, that they one, took so. down Vegas in five. Five. Again, again, hot they, goaltender, yep. and everything was just clicking. Yep, that's what it takes, hot goaltender. Not only that, they went out and got some playoff veterans in Joe Pavelski, which was a very underrated move in the offseason. Sure, he didn't play his best during the regular season. Who cares? He helped lead them in the playoffs, especially knowing that he um, is now the all-time leader for points, I think, by American-born player in NHL Stanley Cup playoff history. There you go. Passing Mike Madonna. He's still there for um, two they, more years. Also, I know you don't good, like him, but Corey Perry did play. Corey Perry played a huge role. He extended the start of season to game six by scoring the double overtime game winner in game five against the both in uh, Stanley Cup finals. So going into this. All right. So actually, at the end of the season, um, they were 37-24-8 with 82 points, a 0. 0.59 for uh, point percentage. Um, let me ask you a serious question, Mike. I know a lot of times, and, and one of the questions I like to ask you about certain teams, where do you list this team? Do you list them? At, forget the fact that they even they, made it to the cup finals. Are they an actual playoff, playoff yes. contender? Yes. Yes. Okay. I agree. That's I don't know about, I con- had them honestly, I don't know about contender. They're not I think a they cup a- contender, no. but they're a playoff contending team. Yes. I can see them winning a round, maybe two. I, I say um, round or two. I say two. Yeah. But outside of that, I think this year might have just been a fluke. And realistically, they did it on their backup goaltending, mm-hmm. goaltender too. Yeah, no, go- goaltending was crazy. Um, uh, Anton Dudovic was too, out of his mind. Because I really don't under I I understand Dallas's mindset because for the past I don't know how many years I can count at this point that they've mm-hmm. always wanted to just try and go for it. I think pretty much since they've uh, had yeah started. Tyler Sagan. Yeah, he's yeah. still only, believe it or not, twenty eight. He's only twenty eight. 
that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll put it this way. And they so, have maybe the top five, the fifth best line in all of hockey. Oh, dude, their line is phenomenal. In Jamie Benn, the modern day Eric Lindros. You heard me right, Whitmer. Yep. He's the modern day Eric Lindros. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that until the day I die. Jamie Benn. He's such an underrated player and underappreciated still in this league. He's one of my all-time favorite players. The way he plays, literally, I kid you not, watch Eric Lindros highlights versus Jamie Benn highlights. He's just a modern-day Eric Lindros. I might get flat for that comment. I don't care. That's why I've always seen no. him play. I'm a, that's I'm, the way that's he continues to play. There's I few, absolutely there's love Jamie Benn. He's one of my all-time favorite players to watch. Again, his personality on and off the ice, the way he carries the team, he fights, he can hit, he can score, he can pass. He's a hell of a player all around. He's an all-around complete playmaker. My gosh. I can't, if if, if I help. was any team, I would do my best to go get him at any point in time if, and fork over anything just to get him. Uh, that'd be a lot. Um, also, you'd have to make I know, sure but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too. Um, uh, and yeah. The, uh, even though... What was it? Their owner, whoever, was saying about talk shit last, not this past playoffs, but the playoffs before about oh, yeah. Ben and uh, Sagan. Yeah. Um, hey. Hey, brought you to and, the cup. And, final. and one, one thing, uh, there was one of their coaches earlier this year. I think it was uh, way early when they him and Sagan were playing pretty poorly. Um, he kind of lit a fire under their ass, but is by saying you know they weren't playing that well. And Ben even acknowledged, I said, look, you know, there's no need for him to even apologize. Like the guy apologized later, but he said, look, there's no need to apologize. We're playing like crap, you know, like, like especially me, like I'm playing God awful. And he acknowledged mm-hmm. it. And, and that's the kind of person you want in your locker room, the player who takes accountability. And again, also, that's a huge rising why he's captain. This guy, I could go on for days mm-hmm. talking about how amazing Jamie Ben is. I still think Jim Nell got fucking robbed in the GM. Of the oh year. my god, are you um, kidding me? Absolutely. He signed he two did, key pieces to that Stanley Cup final run in yeah. Corey Perry and, and Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski. Um, also, the fact that you know uh, they have a, a certain player named Yol Kibiranta, oof, where did that guy come from? Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that they put that much trust and faith in that young kid who helped lead the way, he's 24, he was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, yes. Keep going, though, Mike. Um, I just got a f- couple points because y- yeah, you no, were, you, go for it. Sorry, you wanted a little tangent. I, it's weird. I can't help it. Again, no, it's just weird it, for it, a it, podcast. It, 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 someone to go on a tangent. It's just so weird. Hey, I'll put it this way: um, if the I stars actually, weren't before, from Dallas, I would actually root them from root for them more. Yeah, they just have the colors of the team you root for that have the that are in your home city. Yeah. They just play in the anyway. city. They just play in the same city that you hate the team that they're from. Yes, I hate yeah. the city, but yeah. uh, you know, move on. But anyways, um, I just think Neil just because he went very much like the uh, Chuck Fletcher kind of realm. He didn't make any flashy moves. He made no. moves because he knew we're going to make the. Players. He knows what he's got. We're definitely, if the. Divisions were the same. They're the third seed every for the next two yeah. years at least, for my opinion. In my opinion, I think they just are, just because I feel those top three seed teams are just going to be the same here and there. Uh, there mm-hmm. might be a little difference of where they end up, but I just those two three teams are the just be, one best teams in the West. 
outside of uh, Vegas. Um, and two, the rest of the the rest of their division and conference just can't catch them, except for Vegas. Yeah. Um, because the other teams still are missing a good amount of pieces. These these teams, I don't think they'll go for because one, you have to go up against Vegas, who I think is the best team in the West. Probably the best team in the league, to be honest. Especially Louis, with Alex Petrangelo now. St. Louis is weird. Yeah, they've lost a good amount of pieces. But <laughs> they're it's on also, or off, you know. It's also Craig Berube, and I feel like because they're defensive-oriented, one too many losses is going to be too much, too, too much for St. Louis just to go back to that cup run they had not even yeah. two years ago. Um, and it's just, I don't see it. I see it, but I don't see it with them because um, it's weird. It's just because they're a defensive-oriented team. It's my only thing in there. And then you obviously got Colorado. Uh, it, it, you it, got Colorado. It, it, you also have to go up against Colorado. You got lucky. Yeah. I was right, but you did get lucky. You are missing. The reasons why I don't think you're that cup, the, step, the cup contender is that you're still missing pieces. Your yes, they are. Use a little work. Um, Again, that's where Kiviranta comes into uh, play and helps a lot. Um, all right, so I, I will say about their depth really quickly. Going into the offseason, they had to re-sign uh, four RFAs in Matthias, Yamark, Radek, Faxa, Denis, uh, Goryanov, and Rupe Hintz. They lost uh, Yamark to Chicago. He was 2.3 mil. Mm-hmm. Um, he might have been an RFA, actually. I mean, UFA. Uh, and taking a look at Gurionov, he has a 2.55 mil contract. Uh, sorry, that's AAV until 2022, 2023. Um, you have, let me say, uh, he signed a long term deal, 3.25 mil, all the way till 2025, 2026. So uh, there's, there's some key players there. And yeah. But back to because I completely forgot something else was going to bring because you were talking about Jamie Ben. I want to go back to him for a second. The reason why I feel like you, you can easily compare him to Eric Lindros is very few players are one that huge and that skilled. Yes. There's very few players that are like that. Um, so in that sense, who are you going to try to on your game after? Probably one of the best. Not one. Yeah, probably one of the best to be that size and be able to do that. In Eric Lindros. He basically helped create the term power forward. Yeah. And he just is able to do more than just be that power forward kind of. Yes. But I also can get why people don't like him just because he can be a little bit of an asshole. On the, not an asshole, but he can get under your skin a lot. I can understand that for people just not liking him. Rivals and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, That's just my it. little thing on Jamie Ben because I don't, I, I don't know why. I don't think people would be too pissed about Jimmy Ben being relate uh, compared to uh, Eric Lindros. I mean, if it was a rival that then you said that too, then you might get some shit. But it was it's the stars. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Um, and your defense could probably use a. And you got a bunch of defenders, but um, they're young. I will yeah. say that. So they're still up and coming. This was a come out year for uh, our, for people who didn't know who he was, but Mira Heiskanen. Yes. Oh my God. This kid Mira is high skin in is absolutely mark my ro- words. Next year is going to be a pain in the ass because he is a uh, RFA uh, next off season. Oh, for she. <laughs> um, <laughs> you may be able to, but they got a lot of UFAs and RFAs that yeah. next year. Um, oh my God. But 
They have 11 I combined. I guarantee you in three years, maybe four, Norris he will be, no, he'll be top four or five defensemen in the whole league. Oh, that too. Yeah, no, this kid is something special. Uh, I'm not going to lie. He's only 21 too. Besides, I want to say Elias uh, Pedersen, uh, he is probably the biggest steal at just third overall. Yeah, you heard me right. At third overall, he's a steal. He is, yeah. He's also a If Yes. So if Philadelphia or New Jersey were looking for a defenseman, he would have gone first overall. He should have gone first overall, honestly. If not even second overall. Yeah, you could argue against – If you're looking at the guys in that draft, needs, sure, you can easily argue that. You, you, again, depending on what the team needs as well, it's not always about the best player available. Sure. Again, otherwise, Elias Pettersson or, again, Mary Heiskanen should have gone first and second overall. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to uh, Nika Hishir and Nolan Patrick. Love those two to death. I think they're good players. Uh, but th- these guys, Heiskanen and obviously Elias Pettersson, they're just far from just good. They're already elite. They and are. they're very, very young still. And that, that's a scary sign for anyone who goes up against Dallas here. Uh, Heiskanen, like you said, this is really a coming out year for him, for those who don't know him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know how good he is already, but this really should. the fact, And this is one reason why I love seeing uh, different teams with and this under- is why I think this is why I'm because there's something about, I don't know why uh, this is just my, maybe it's just because yeah. of the Flyers and how they've always drafted lately. Mm-hmm. And sure, I, I I don't mind Canadian players. That I don't want you to make, or American players, I don't want people to think what I'm about to say is saying I don't want, or I don't like those kind of players. But there's something extra special when it's a European for me. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, no, hey, I agree. Honestly, the, the especially, European players, especially when you they're, say they're Finnish. literally they're a different breed. He's a oh Finnish defenseman. I'll, I, I'll, I'm sure you can name a bunch, but the only one I can think of at the moment Timo is Timon Tuman. Yeah, who isn't even the same about same type of defenseman as Mira Heiskanen oh. is, which makes oh me even gosh, more yeah. excited for the Olympics because not yes. it's not just America, Canada, uh, can, Canada, Canada, and Russia that are yeah. dominant. You have Sweden, it's Sweden have Finland. and Finland now. Yeah, that's why I like. That's why I kind of like that. It makes it a little more interesting to me. To me, that's how oh, these places no, haven't 1, had thousand percent. Absolutely, not that these haven't had stars before. Then it's just yeah. there's something special for me that. It, so it just me like here's the one more. thing I want. I brought up a tiny bit earlier. I want to bring it again, mm-hmm. real quick, and I want to get your opinion on this. Sure. Again, a huge reason why I love seeing newer, newer teams like the Dallas Stars like the St. Louis Blues the other year. Uh, and again, technically, in a way, like Washington, when they went to the fir- their first cup final since 98, um, you get to see new and exciting young players that if you don't get to watch those teams' games often, again, we don't get to watch Dallas often unless they're playing Philadelphia or unless, you know, uh, again, we got to see them in the Winter Classic, which is awesome. Uh, or, or again, maybe it's just if you're a diehard fan and like to watch every playoff game, that that's there too. But what everyone who's a hockey fan watches the Stanley Cup final, and everyone who got who watched it this this year, they got to see Dallas, they got to see Mira Heiskanen. Again, a lot of people who know who knew Mira Heiskanen and uh, you know uh, John Klingberg is another great example. A lot of people who are hockey fans in the West or just diehard fans know who these players are. But okay. this is another thing. This this is what helps. Yeah. Uh, Dallas. The fact that one, a lot of their players helps. 
yeah, that one, a lot of their players are in their prime. Uh, and two, they have a lot of young players. So the issue I have too, which is more of a new issue I have is yeah, Kadobin and Bishop are great duo to have. Bishop has been getting hurt in the playoffs a lot, which makes me cause for concern. They're also both 34. So yeah. more Literally, than likely as the years the go way, on, their productivity yeah. is probably realistically, if I'm saying in a realistic sense, scientific sense, science, uh, that it's just you're that's just how you age. It you're just not gonna be the yeah. same, especially as I'm a not goalie. Gonna lie. when you hit your Anton Dobin looked like he was twenty eight and Ben oh, Bishop yeah. looked like he was forty five. Again, I, 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 don't I like what, Bishop I don't as a goalie. Bishop issue is. way yeah. too much. But when uh, again, he's healthy, I, I think it's when just, he is healthy, he is one of the best goalies fire. in the league. He's on fire. But I will say this point again, I, I'm not gonna lie, I think this is the size of Ben Bishop. He's a very large goaltender. He's yeah. like six six. He has a lot of lower body injuries, a lot of hips, a lot of groin Six, injuries. seven, two, ten. There it is. Again, I think it's due to his height and size. Honestly, he's a huge issue because of that having to move so fast, quickly, side to and side. Honestly, if you want to, if you really want to say, this is the second time in a playoff series where he goes down and the backup kind of shines and you literally helps lead back, the way. The Lightning, Andre Vasilevsky for that was Tampa his come uh, and going back to your point too, a come out show there for uh, Andre Vasilevsky. Exactly. Nobody knew who he was outside of maybe a couple Lightning fans. Yeah, accurate. And now he's, accurate. if not the best, the second best goalie in the league. Yeah, absolutely. My money's uh, yeah. my. I'm so, so on Hellebuck, but that's just me. So Being I will best. say this: um, help is on the way for. Dallas for goaltending. You saw him briefly in the playoffs. Jake Ottinger. Uh, th- this kid is going to be pretty special. I think he's not, you know, the next great goalie, but he's he's going to be good enough to take charge as a starting goalie sooner rather than later. And the, th- the sure, question is, I don't know one. how soon. I would prefer. I would like to see him get more action this year. Hopefully, I say within two years. Hopefully, you'll actually see him getting. 10, 15, 20 games kind of thing. The only reason why I can see is that they're both 34 and they're going to get hurt. And that's the other um, thing. So that's you a, this is really what my other issue. Goalies this year. I find many teams and compare them to the Flyers. I don't know why, but yeah. it reminds me of Michael Neuver and Brian Elliott. At their, pro, at their best, when fully healthy, Neuver is great. Elliott can be great. <laughs> yeah. But at some point, you do have to realize, I know that Ben Bishop and at this point, Kudobin are better gold netminders than both they are. Uh, I'm t- yes. talking that point, but they both had injuries, and but because of that, they just ended up being they're just backups at this point. And I don't even think Norbert's in the league anymore. No, he's he's definitely not. Um, and that was but... a tryout last season with the uh, Maple Leafs, but obviously he got hurt. He got cut. Yeah, he also got hurt. Yeah. So, um, and that's just the thing. And that uh, they're also older. That's the only reason why I'm, I can compare the two of the those goalies with these two, just because they're in the mid thirties. So more than likely, there's going to be more injuries. So this kid's going to have his chance. He's also twenty two, um, and Bishop and Kudobin both have three years left. If Bishop keeps having yeah. these injury issues, I wouldn't be surprised. He, well, he's going to get bought out. Well, I no, it's not, it's it. not just that. Also, Seattle. You got to protect one of them. That, that, um, that's true. 
I'm so not at, gonna that lie. Point, uh, uh, at that well, point, that the then makes it protect so that one. kid's going to play more. So yeah, protect one of them. Because uh, honestly, Ottinger is going to be exempt mm-hmm. from um, yeah, Seattle. He, so no worry, no worries there. So honestly, I'd say unprotect uh, Ben Bishop. I, this is uh, me. If I was them, I'd go whoever plays better this year. That's my just my thinking. Yeah, I, again, Bishop is a solid goalie, but he has so many injury issues. That's the thing. So Kudo, um, you can also make the argument Kudobin from Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, again, he's from Kazakhstan. It's just interesting to me. It's it's it, <laughs> how you said that. <laughs> Oh gosh! He was one uh, of the, the guys. Other thing <laughs> I will say real quickly about also uh, Jim Nail as a GM. Look at the contracts he has. Literally, his three highest contracts are Pavelski seven mil, Ben nine and a half mil, Sagan nine point eight five mil. Literally, those are the highest threes of forward. Even Radulov six point two five mil. Who's so underrated ever since he came back in the league. That top line is a monster line, but literally. This is a GM who knows what he's doing with his contracts. He is freaking John Klingberg for three more years at 4.25 mil. That's a steal. Yep. I, I'm curious. Honestly, what? I'm a hey, good for Dallas. Tip. They got a great GM. They got a phenomenal head coach in Rick Bonus. They do have a um, couple yeah. headaches. Obviously, the big one being Mir Heiskanen, how much you give him. Um, Honestly, I'd say it could be John Klingberg money. I, uh, but but here's the thing, though. The, uh, again, like we've seen Kyrie, a lot of you, times The guy lately, you mentioned at the beginning of this, Kirivanta. Yes. He's also Kirivanta, that, But he's yeah. also he's younger, and I don't think he's... He'll get, get, he'll get he'll, 1.5 mil max. Yeah, he's not going to get a lot. He's still but. got to prove himself, but he, he had a great rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this, my final thing about Amir um, Heiskanen. This is uh, whatever contract he gets. This will be the smallest contract in his life that he's going to sign after this one. I agree. It, 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 I mean, hey, it could be similar to the end, uh, SL uh, Lindale contract, 5.8 mil until 2025, 2026. Not going to lie, that will be a hell of a deal for Dallas and Heiskanen. And also, he, I, I, I think they're going to be set for years for, yeah. for them. The division they're in. Isn't that isn't going to be that difficult because they're in the central? No, they're in the west. They're in the central, right? They got in that central division. Yes, they're they're in Colorado's division. So they have to go. That should be central. Yeah. Uh, but so the new division that they will be in is Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, L.A., San Jose, San Luis, Vegas. So literally, they're already in the top four again. Top four at least. They're going to be really the teams that are going to go to the playoffs: Dallas, Colorado. Vegas. St. Louis, Vegas. That's your top four. Yep. That's literally the top four. And, you know, um, it, it can be so tight that because in the, you know what? Ooh, yeah. Honestly, it's, it's, it's going to be neck and neck for whether it's four versus four in the West or three versus five because literally in the other division in the West, it's the Canadian division. Remember, it's, the realistic playoff teams are going to be Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto, maybe Calgary. Oh, that's Calgary, the, that's one the, of them. But then, you honestly, have that's the question. That's the question mark for me because all those teams are around the same level, level for me. Right. The only for one for Ottawa me, did get better, but I don't think they're yeah, where they are with these no, other teams. They're not. The only one that I know are is a clear cut favorite is Vancouver, Toronto. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, but Vancouver is. A I could see. I could see. I could say uh, Toronto because I like the acquisitions they made this offseason. Yeah, I don't mind them as much. Um, I still ha- hey 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 hey. They brought in Wayne Train and Jumbo Joe. I know, I know. I'm not disrespecting our boys, but yeah, 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 yeah Especially yeah. the Wayne Train. Come on, you can never disrespect him. No, no, I'm no. just He's saying. Playing in his, also, that's just a great story for Wayne Trent for Wayne oh, Simmons. He's it. playing back in his hometown. I love that. That that's phenomenal. I'm super excited for him. Um, and not just that. That's just going to build up their bottom. So yeah, no, and you're not wrong. But again, it's. And they also brought in they. Again, there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. of I I. Do like what they did in Toronto. There's a lot. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm like hit or miss. The only one they, I absolutely love is Wayne Simmons. They Other improved. Than that, the rest of, mm, they improved yeah. in areas where they had to with the tight uh, and again the tight Tyson contract, yeah. big one. Yeah, they lost Tyson Berry, but they brought in what's his no, name? sorry, not Tyson Berry. Um, they lost Tyson. T.J. Brody. That's who yeah, they signed. Mm-hmm. That's a great. That's what I meant. My bad. Uh, but what's it called? So we'll break down Toronto when time yeah. comes. Yeah, uh, do you have anything I, else regarding Dallas? Actually, you know what? Let's do a prediction. Uh, where do you see team. them? Oh, no. 1,000% they're a playoff team. In that, that's Especially in this year's tweak division, they're 1,000% a playoff team. But here's the question. Out of those four teams, where third. do they finish? First, third. second, third, or, in, or fourth in that division? Third. I think it's going to take a, while, a little bit. And again, probably Vegas, team... Colorado, Dallas, St. Louis. Yeah. Because yeah, I think that's St. Louis, for for, the thing that's going to trouble a lot of teams, and I mentioned this Something to you when I saw them out of games this season, but it's going to be similar to a sense to MLBs, where if you go, if you struggle for a good portion, you may be out of the playoffs. Yeah. St. Louis is going to struggle a bit at the beginning because I think Andrews, they're just going to squeak in, not going to lie. I wouldn't be surprised. Again, the defensive, the, your defensive mindset helps, but and you also last season at least finished first, I think, in the West. I think, if that's second, I don't know. Um, anyways, that's all I got. We got on the stars, I believe. But uh, let's finish off this podcast, Jeffrey, with yeah. uh, a little Flyers talk, which I feel like we haven't really done in a little bit. I agree. Um, um, there was, which is probably going to be the today. rest of the podcast too. So if no one's really a fan of the Flyers or want to hear us talk about the Sorry, Flyers, guys. this is where you want to get off. But if you want to keep listening, uh, keep listening because Philly, Philly. Um, the Flyers, Ooh. they made. Oh. Sorry, no, 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 no. Uh, the Flyers, they uh, signed a one of their uh, former new uh, draft picks, uh, Mason Millman, who's a defenseman, three-year entry-level contract, of course. And uh, for Millman, he was a, another uh, late-round pick. He's a fourth-round pick in the 2019 NHL draft, 103rd overall. Um, he's pr- uh, currently uh, – his junior team is the second-off spirit in, in the OHL, 6'1", 180-pound left-handed defenseman. He completed his second full season in the OHL, uh, 44 points, 58 games. Not a big deal. Thank you very much. Uh, sorry, I couldn't help myself dropping the you know spitting chicklets reference there. I love that yeah. saying. Chat to those I, guys. I, I didn't get that. I couldn't help myself. Uh, Thirteen goals, thirty-one assists. That's a solid, solid. Uh, yeah, and know. not just that. I I don't know how well he's, he's a plus end. thirty-one for all you plus-minus people out there. 
Are you talking about Pierre? Yeah. Pierre. Um, Regis, you clown. Uh, Regis, hard to believe. He's the first player from the Flyers 2019 draft class to sign an entry level contract. Mm, Is he? That's what it says. uh, Yeah, because the Flyers, uh, their draft class, I'll bring that up. That oh, was yeah, it's Cam, Cam York, York, Bobby Grink, uh, uh, Ronnie Attar, Attar, and Mason Millman, Igor's Serdik, who Roddy the Flyers Ross, could uh, not sign, be, and he went to free agency and signed with Chicago, Roddy Ross, Bryce Brodzinski. Uh, but that was the, can- the Yam Cork draft where they signed yeah. him. I don't know why I thought that was the Farabee draft. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Um, I mean, it's great in the sense that you got more defense because that's – Realistically, where you're a little weaker now, at least prospect-wise, because while you're prospects beforehand, which is why when you look at the World Juniors, which is, I think, either taking place now or about to take place soon. It's about uh, to take place, Canada, sir. I'm very um, excited. You see, you, it was exciting a couple of years ago because you saw a bunch of Flyers prospects, but they're graduating. So you only got yeah, hey, what, three, I think. In you there? got a couple. Uh, um, Cam York. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I got to look it up. I'm blanking. This is bugging me now. Um, unfortunately, Tyson Forrester, the Flyers' first round pick from this yeah, past year, was cut. Uh, Bobby Rink, Cam York, and Emil Andre, uh, who was the Flyers' second round pick from this year's draft. Mm-hmm. So, and Andre will be playing for uh, Team Sweden. Yeah, so, I will say this. Go Sweden. I'll say it more for this past draft, the 2020 draft of Flyers had versus 2019. I, I, again, I don't really know a lot of, didn't really know yeah. a lot about those the draft but from what i hear and what i saw from people that either knew or did their draft this is a solid draft class they by had Parker. a solid draft yeah they all around from solid, top literally yeah. top to bottom holy smokes yeah the one literally, hit, first the, round second round fourth round yeah forrester didn't make it but who cares it's canada i don't care about that the kid again he's what 18 who cares? Besides, it's literally a stacked World Juniors team. Like this is gonna be the one of the best teams for World Juniors for Canada mm-hmm. in quite some time, and that's scary. They also, have a let's lot not forget, of talent there. Let's not forget when Sanheim and Konechny and them were on Canada, they were fucking bottom six people. So that says a lot about those guys. Yeah, but anyways. Back to the Flyers in general. And uh, there's a couple things here and there I want to talk about. I think a lot we're going to talk about here was about uh, their more recent playoffs. And a lot of it's going to be a little, probably a little bit of repeat of what we've talked about here and there before. Um, but where I want to start with is uh, actually defense, because I was thinking about this earlier for no real reason other than I thought about change Gus Fair for no real reason today. Um, <laughs> because I was also because I saw you. Uh, responded yes. to uh, Jamie's tweet just talking about the Flyers uh, about um, no Cates. That's what it was. Yes. And um, then again, that's another late draft pick fifth round um, that he's an effective player and really uh, in what could lead to like what Jamie ba- uh, Basco said in entry level contract at season's end. Hopefully he's playing effectively at uh, center winning 53.4% of faceoffs uh, with seven points in eight games played. Provide size down in the middle, 6'2", 190 pounds. He's a fifth-round pick in the 2017 Angel Draft class for the Flyers. And, again, I think that 
he's going to be a very, very solid pick for the Flyers. Uh, he's at UMD, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he's, oof, uh, again, it's just the, the, the late draft picks keep on coming for the Philadelphia Flyers. And he's going to be another one. That, you know, sometimes they're not even drafted, Phil Myers' case. He also just recently, since we've last podcasted, yes. uh, signed his uh, extension. So all the Flyers are signed and accounted for. Yes. For this upcoming season. Uh, which made me think about my thought today and that um, just because of Niskanen, the kind yeah. of surprise retirement earlier in the offseason. Very off surprising, honestly. Yes. But I'll say this because I know a lot of fans lately are not fans of Ghost and more than likely he's going to be unprotected for Seattle and if I was Seattle, yeah. I would take him because the upside again, the upside on for me for a ghost is still high. I know he's oh, not yeah. playing well. Injuries you can make an account or an exception for maybe. But the way ghost plays, and I if it was me, um he's worth taking again, the risk for. Oh, same. But if it's me, and I said this before when the Flyers uh signed uh, Eric Gustafson, which I'm yeah. I, I still don't know how I feel about that. Signing, yeah, I'm not gonna I'll lie. Know more so uh, I'll, I'll let the, you finish. Sorry, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll know more so once we're actually playing because, yeah, Abram was another one where it's up in the air. He played okay during the season, then he was completely terrible in the playoffs. Useless I'm not, in the playoffs. I'll put it this way the fact that his price range got sliced in half, I'm more okay with it. Sure, uh, I'm still not also, happy as long, again. As it, long it, as uh, okay, the reason why Justin Braun is back is because Matt Niskan retired. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but some... 1.8 mil, I it's guess fine. I'll take it. Besides, you can always leave him unprotected for Seattle. Obviously, he won't get he's taken. Absolutely gonna, you never know. Yeah, he's absolutely going to be unprotected. You never know. Of... At Seattle Kraken, he's your man. You got him rolling, Jeffrey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But as long as Gustafson isn't on your top pair, as long as you're not thinking he, he won't be your your top pair is going to be Provorov, Sanheim, Phil Myers, and unfortunately Justin Braun. That's your top four. No, 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 no. no. I want to do that. Well, well I mean, who, me, who else would be your top? Yeah, again, if, I if, would. Uh, I'll, I'll what I would way. do is Provorov, Myers, and Myers. Yep, Sanheim and Sanheim got. Gustafson. Gustafson. Okay, I'm good with that. Because I don't want Braun on my second pair either. No, again, the only issue I I have there, and I completely get it because Braun didn't play great with Ghost. He also didn't, the the Braun Ghost pair wasn't great. The Braun Hag pair wasn't great. So if it's up to me, I want Ghost there. And for me, I feel like Ghost is. Not an easy sense, but I feel feel like if you use him in the right sense, yeah. he can go back. Yeah, because he's like ev- any kind of goal scorer, except he's a defenseman, and that goal scorers are very streaky. And Ghost lately, yeah. his shot has been a little off. He's been missing here and there. He's hitting, hitting more posts. He's uh, yeah. flabbing he, a little again. He's first. just got um, bad luck. He's got bad luck, but all it takes is one good bounce and if he starts getting his mojo back then absolutely i want him in there and also this too mm-hmm. just for the niskanen sense just for debate's sake and we can discuss this a little more 
Niskanen was arguably during the season the Flyers at times the best defenseman. He oh, helped 1, turn around Provorov. But I feel like this is a big year for Provorov because this is going to be the first year realistically you can argue where the he training is the wheels guy. the training wheels are officially off. I, I, honestly, last year it was like there are, there's some parts where they were like half all and half off this year, like you said. The only reason why I say uh, the only reason why I say that guy. is because of I know Niskan and Provorov was a good shutdown pair, but I feel like because he was with Niskan, I still kind of feel that's kind of just because he's with the veteran. They did a similar thing. You know, Niskan is just a lot better defenseman than McDonald yeah. was. They still brought him with put him with a veteran a veteran defenseman, and I yeah. feel like because of that, they don't have to do that anymore because Provorov's no. proven that he doesn't. It doesn't matter. He can L- do, literally he is. And a also, let's not forget this too: the defense pairs will change. Constantly, because at one point, because I saw this tweet from Charlie that I even forgot about that at the beginning of last season, Justin Braun and Provorov were on the first pair together. Yeah. So it's destined Again, to change. Again, things are up in there. Um, I think that's, for me, the best deep pairs you can throw out there. I agree. The only thing I will say is, again, it's as much as we will as and then fans. Freeman's just your and- extra. Yeah, hey, Mark Freeman is an extra. I'll take also, there there is a push for some young players. You recently signed mm-hmm. an entry level contract. Why why are leaving very much? Linus Hogberg. Um, I forgot about him. Again, there's gonna be young players Igor gunning Zimula, for that actually spot. Made the gunning for that roster spot. Not gonna lie. Yeah, again, it could be a similar thing to last year where the Flyers brought on some extra guys and said, hey, like you know, maybe send that down some surprising guys and and bring and keep some other surprising guys up at the level. Again, Carson Twardinski was a little bit of a surprising pick last year to make the roster. He went up and down, but he made the opening night roster. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Flyers make another not one but two or three decisions like that again this sure. year. And if I'm if we're talking Linus about Hogberg and young- or Wyatt Wiley. If it were me, I think the guys who had the best chance of doing being that that could steal a spot would be Igor and Friedman. Exactly, um, those two Hogberg are the defensemen and to watch. Wiley have a chance, but we'll see. Hey, how- again, hey, it's very sad, but look at Tar- Carson Torreski. He exactly, busted his yeah. ass off and last Connor year during preseason and training camp, and Connor Bonneman, and literally look or, where it got them. They got playing time. Abi Kubel. Oh, oh my God, Nicholas Abi Kubel. I will always, always, always laugh the fact that he cleared waivers. No one picked him up. He cleared them. He got brought back up, and mm-hmm. he's been on a tear ever since. Um, yeah, so overall, I'm excited for the Flyers. But this also means let's switch over and transition a bit, Mike, our last topic of the night. Uh, sh- shutting down the haters right now for the Philadelphia Flyers this past season. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I get it. Anytime your team loses in the playoffs, it sucks. Especially but I'll put fans. it this way. There, there's a lot of, th- you know, again, whether they're the bandwagon f- fans or fans in general, whatever, whoever you are, it's mostly you got to pump the brakes. Jeff, 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 Jeff. It's mostly bandwagon fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. You bandwagoners, listen up. You yeah, true yeah. fans, you know what we're talking about. Bandwagoner fans, look. This is the first time the Flyers made or um, made yeah, made it to the second round in eight years. I get it, but hey, look, I don't care. And, and you know what? I'm just going to bring this up right now. Yeah, uh, Anthony DeGrazio, who is a really good follower 
follower uh, for you know Twitter, big time Flyers guy, and a good writer. He tweeted out nine hours ago. People will really forget how great this team was during the season. Yes, playoffs sucked, but this team is complete is complete and ready to get back at it. I'm excited for Flyers hockey. Tom Doherty then replied, they won a playoff series and pushed the second round to seven games after erasing a 3-1 series deficit games five and six, led by the captain, a.k.a. Claude Drew, who really stepped it up. While playing far from even their above-average hockey, the reaction to the exit is, was extreme. And that's where I chimed in and said, as Tom mentioned, the Flyers won a playoff series. Uh, this was... This season was a success. Even if Philadelphia was swept in round two, it would have still been successful. They made it to the second round for the first time in eight years. Not only that, they were also one point behind Washington when play stopped in March due to the pandemic. So the fact that they were able to not only erase a 3-1 deficit lead when they weren't even playing their best hockey in general is amazing. But also, again, like I said, if they were swept around two against the New York Islanders, it would have sucked, but I wouldn't have cared because – I would have still deemed it successful. This is the first time in eight years they made it to the round two. Eight years. That's really bad since round two. I have high expectations for this team. They are going to make it to round two at least again this year. They are a playoff contending team. They have what it takes to make it to potentially the conference finals. This team has depth. They have everything they need. This is a very good young group. They have the coach. They have the GM. They have the talent from veteran to now. rookies. They have the goalie and goalies in starting and back up in uh, Carter Hart and now Brian Elliott, of course. You've got a guy. They who- are going to do good things. Bandwagoners out there. It's it's a playoff loss. You know, if, if you're tired of playoff losses, then stop, stop watching you're Philadelphia rocks, sports. You're, 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 you're in the, the wrong city. city. Yeah, you're in the wrong city. It, it, this city, it doesn't have what it takes to, for people to jump on the no, bandwagon no. just for them quickly jump back off it. This is, as you all know, this is a diehard city for sports. It's a tough place to play in, Whoa. and this team right now is at the highest level of its playing ability. They are the best team in Philadelphia right now. I don't care what anyone says. Union, they're up there. But really, it's the Philadelphia Flyers that take that top spot on the throne. If it was the Eagles, if it was the Eagles, then I agree with you that yeah, the, the Philadelphia sports fans are very diehard. For the other teams in the city, it takes a lot for them to get into it. Uh, the only reason why the, their Flyers are probably going to get a good amount of fans going forward once fans are allowed back in uh, yep. to Wells Fargo. Um, is because for the same reason why the Sixers are is because they're playoff teams now. Yeah, and you're only going to see them like always, home opener or rivalry game, which is going to be every game this season, um, just about because uh, I don't really consider Buffalo a rival. But and I don't. They're, they're not a rival. Playoffs because I assume the fire. I. I'm not hundred percent certain, but I'm pretty certain that the Flyers will make the playoffs again. No, oh, I'm I'm hundred percent certain. Yeah. Guaranteed. And that's it. where that's when the fans show up. The only reason why I call you bandwagoners, just to defend you, Jeffrey, and our bandwagoners or uh annoy Philadelphia fans moment, um, is because if you 
if you stuck with the Flyers for the last five or so years, say after maybe even while uh, Holmgren was still running the team until now, and you were still watching the Flyers as much as we do, maybe not as much as we do, but a good amount. You're still rooting. You still go to games here and there, not just turn them off because they're shit. The Flyer, it, and this is something I've always thought about comparing it to the Eagles because the Eagles are just shit now. Yeah. And that. Thanks, Howie. The Ruiz, Eagles man. are bad. And they're, they're playing almost... bad. The Flyers were bad, but they had fun moments. They were still fun oh, to watch. Oh, for sure. Again, I will say so. So last year, uh, 2018-2019 season, that was one of the only years in quite some time where it was it was basically the level Eagles football is right now. It's almost unbearable to watch. That's how bad some of the games got. They yeah. still have fun moments, but it was practically unbearable. I still watch. I still went to games. I still cover games. I don't care. They're my team. They're my boys. But still, yeah. If you there's a lot of moments team, yeah. when you're down, when you know you're when you know going into the season, we're not going to be a playoff team and you're okay with that and you can still root for this team, no matter what, then sure you are a Flyers fan. But if you can't do that, I'm sorry. You're a bandwagoner. And, and a little bit more about, I'll put this way. If you, that's if just you my thing. Throughout, that's if, my thing. Yeah. And that's where, if you watch out the regular season, that's fine. But if you are not basically, and the uh, why the way I I truly call someone a bandwagoner is if basically oh teams in the playoffs I'll root for them mm-hmm. that's essentially a bandwagoner yeah if when Oscar Lindblom comes to a game and half the arena is empty and his standing ovation isn't really it's still standing ovation but it's half the arena when you really feel like it should be the whole arena giving a it whole should be the ovation. entire arena and the parking lot yeah that that was one of those moments where like. I don't like that this arena is kind of empty. No. I can see empty seats. I'll put it this way. And, and my biggest complaint about that, it was a cold, rainy night. I remember this very vividly. You, people of Philadelphia go outside and watch football for two and a half to three hours in the snow when it's freezing out. You're out in the and snow, also, you're miserable, cold, and freezing, and yet you don't go in a building inside Jeffrey, Jeffrey. where... It's not cold and wet and raining. Yes, what did you also not in the middle of February a couple years ago stand and celebrate in the middle of winter a parade for said football team? Yes. For how many hours were you partying for that day? Quite a bit. I know it was I don't know. I know it was kind of a nicer day, it was clear, it wasn't rainy or anything, but even if it was rainy, it was still very cold. People Very still would have. Yes, it was still cold, but people still would have gone if it was raining. Exactly. So again, the fact that you don't show that true support to a player, especially like Oscar Lindblom, that says There's, a lot. Yeah, that says a lot. That that should that but back, should have been full on top of the, the Flyers and everything. Back to the Flyers element. Yeah, the Flyers. You can make the you can make the argument. Just defensively, really. They got a little worse just because they don't have Niskanen anymore. It just mm-hmm. depends on what Niskanen you're talking about. If you're talking about playoff Niskanen, playoff Niskanen wasn't great. He just wasn't. Honestly, there was almost talking nobody. Season, There's almost nobody that was great in the playoffs. I can no. name maybe five. Carter Hart, Carter Hart, Ivan Provorov, Carter Hart, Carter Hart. Sean Couture. Uh, oh, no, Sean Couture. He was sure. You got hurt. Uh, again, there weren't many highlights in the playoffs. Again, Hartsey and Provy, they're really the only two. For, Even 
they Vorchek struggled. Say again. Vorchek had his moments. Vorchek had his moments. Absolutely. If Rafa won't have gotten hurt. Yeah. Um, like Scott Lawton stepped up. Yep. Phil Myers stepped up. They mm-hmm. Again, not saying they were perfect. They struggled, no. but they had their moments. Mm-hmm. That was just learning moments. A lot of those guys, it was their first time in the playoffs. Yeah. And again, even harder. A quarter is of the that, team. Take it just outside of the hockey aspect of it. Just think of that just psychologically. Just I'm talking to people. I'm talking to you, Jeff, but I'm talking to the people who actually will listen to this podcast. Just for a second, just think about this. So the season ends in March. It pauses because of the, corona, the uh, pandemic. And everything. We were at that last game, by the way. Yes, we were. We like bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. No, um, honestly, again, and that's a and, cool and weird thing to think about. History, history-wise, we're at that last game in Philadelphia for the Flyers with fans. Think about that for a moment. Yeah. Interesting fans in that game. Hockey-wise. Yes. Hockey-wise. Interesting fans and, in that game. Interesting yes. fans. Interesting fans. Um, but you were off for a couple months. You come back in, what was it, mid-July, mid-June, somewhere Yes, around? somewhere around there. It's not even August, Get yeah. Maybe two or three weeks of training camp. Where realistically, that's not enough time when you're off for essentially the same amount of times you'd be off for an off-season. The only difference between when you start a season and what the playoffs were is the intensity. The beginning of a season... Yeah, you're just getting your feet going, and veterans. And you notice in the playoffs, older guys took a little longer to get going. Yeah, it was younger guys that didn't take them that long. That's why Lawton, like other guys, yeah. Went up. But also, it's the playoffs. So once you get into those, you only had three exhibition games, and then you were right into which players thrived in, yes. by the way. And then, and then you're just jumping right into meaningful playoff games. Yeah. That's a lot just meant mentally and then also take into account being in a bubble and all this and all that but that's just the main thought it's like there was a lot going into the playoffs and why i don't take too too much into effect of that playoffs and the flyers still have they have young good players but still you still have to acknowledge the older players that they have that will take a, yeah. a little bit to get going like drew and vorchek and Elliot, most likely, yeah. but even Elliot didn't play terrible in this. No, he, he played solid the games he played in. I, I, I wish Elaine Vigneault, uh handled things a little bit differently from time to time with his uh, with when he started Brian Elliott or uh, Carter Hart over Brian Elliott. That's some of my critique. He overused the only thing line. I would have yeah. changed from that playoff to now. The only thing, I, the only critique from that, there's a couple of critiques, but the main critique I have on that Flyers team. That I have a, the question mark going to this season. Yep. Why am I, why am I Shelterian? You gotta get. Oh, out that too. Here. You gotta get him yeah. out of here. No, no. Literally. Um, and yeah, going yeah, back to my it's, ghost, it's, my ghost kind of thing I was talking about. Niskanen is good, but I don't. I didn't really see a point of him being on the play on the power play. Yeah, he's not a he's big time been, power play guy to me. Like, no, he's, he's almost more of a penalty killer. Yeah, he's never been that offensive. Ability for me. Uh, he has to... his moments, but yeah. he's more of a penalty killer in my mind. We've seen him in the his... Metro our entire his entire career. He's been mm-hmm. in the Metro slash whatever conference yeah. beforehand. He was also in the Atlantic. his mid-30s, so any little less ice time would have been fine. And you could have given it to Sandheim, who has a good shot, and Myers, who has an unbelievably underrated shot, who should absolutely be on yeah. a power play. Literally, Phil... 
again, I love giving credit to Ron Hextall for finding gems like Phil Myers. Hexy, that's why I want him. Man. I want to. I want to test him on that first line because I think he can have that skill set. First defensive He's, pair, yeah, yeah, with Shingot with Provorov. I think yep. that could be a great shutdown pair. Not only that, but again, with Provorov and I would, Myers, look, I would love it a to right-handed be right-handed shot. Ooh, yeah, that's the only thing. That's like, a combo. They look left-handed, right-handed. That's why I don't see it being Provorov and Sandhawk. Is it Myers a right-handed shot? He is. That's why I'm okay. saying I don't that's see That's what it. I thought, yeah. I was talking about Sandhawk. Ha, ha, again, both have, Sandhawk and Provorov are left-handed. Have on the uh, on the right side of the blue line, have Provorov or the left-handed one-timer. On the left side, have Pro, uh, uh, Phil Myers on the left side of the blue line for the one-timer for the right-handed shot. We've mentioned I don't care that at least you can times, handle the Jeff. puck better. So here's what drives me nuts. When coaches put players on the opposite hand, opposite like, hands, opposite sides of boards. Like if you're Drew. a left-handed shot, I like I've always said, in my mind, a left-handed shot on the blue line should be on the right side of the boards. I don't care I if if you are better at, you know, uh, stick handling with your left side, you should be just as good as stick handling on your right side. There, these guys are the NHL for a reason. If you can, if you can't stick handle on your backhand a puck better than the left and then your other side, I guess your dominant side, dominant hand, whatever. Come on, you're in the NHL. You don't have to just use your stick to handle the puck. Use your freaking body. Use your legs. Use your waist. Use your hands. Whatever you need to do. Again, the point is when the puck's going around the boards. If it's a bouncing puck, that's one thing. But if it's a smooth puck, you should be able to e- easily go on the, on the backhand and bring it over, pass, pass, one-timer, goal. Literally, yeah. and I do this all the time in NHL, the video game. I know that's a big freaking difference. But I always prefer to have a guy with the you know your dominant hand on opposite sides. That way, again, you always have that I have give that, and go. I do the same thing. Yeah. Again, give and go, one-timer, boom, goal. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know why coaches prefer to have players with, like, again, left-handed side defenseman shot on the left-handed side. I get it's easier to control the puck. Same time, though, they should be able to do that just as easily on their backhand. Yes, I agree. Um, one last little thing, I think, that we sure. get off. Um, and we've mentioned it at least 100 times. Two of the Flyers' better offensive players aren't playing right now or weren't playing last season. Oscar is cancer free. That they can He's cancer free officially. And it sounds like Patrick is doing better He's with his making progress. Yes. Those are two huge pieces, especially power play wise, because when you don't have them, you're playing guys who probably shouldn't be on the power play or guys or not that I don't think Farabee can't be on the power play, but he's got a little time to go for before I'm kind of comfortable putting him on my top pair. But that's just me. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, the Flyers still have didn't even play their best lineup last uh, last season. No, it's hard. To, it's hard. To, it's and, and, yeah. It, it's just something to you. Have. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I, I have a feeling that Oscar Lindblom is going to play out of his mind this year. Oh, not only that. A big piece that was missing in the playoffs, Travis connecting. Yeah, that was the big piece. He, yeah. he was a big disappointment in the playoffs, but hey, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a revenge season for Travis connecting this year. He's going to mm-hmm. come out on fire. And I do see, I 
do actually see. I know it's a, still going to be a question mark because it's probably going to be no, Patrick, a daily basis. He's playing. I, I see him playing. He's going to play. See him, I see him being a big Calling part. it right now. And I'm okay with him being on the third line. Just to start. Literally, that. Flyers, they, they got their guys in depth. This is a scary team. It is. Second in the Metro. It's just new division. If not, not I'm not being a, a, a homer. They could be division winners. They have what it takes. They could. I I'll could put it this it. way. It, the only way they do it is if they handle Boston in their head-to-head matchups. I agree. That's the only way I see it. Other than that, they're and, second. And the Isles. They, they have to the yeah. against the Isles. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, let's awkward. go Flyers. Yes. I'm yeah. hungry for hockey. <laughs> And with that, that's where we're going to end it today. And we'll see you uh, next time.